joins. This movie exploits another one of my fears. I am so <laughs> sorry. This one bothered me like way less. Than what Monkey the Shining. fuck, podcast? What the hell was that? Blue. Just like an eagle. Like, jump from the back of the chair and reach the door of the cellar, which is like eight feet away. Oh, yeah. Anyway, your fears. Yes. Continue. Sorry. So, I have had a thing ever since I was very young. I don't know where I got it, but I got this magazine that had some, like, horror short stories in it. It was a a horror-themed magazine. Right. Um, And I read... God, I had to have been... What age is like third grade? It's like eight, eight. nine, yeah. Yeah. somewhere on there. And I read the story of Bloody Mary, and then <laughs> ever since then, um, and I'm sure if I were to read the same story now, I'd be like, "This is dumb." <laughs> but ever since then, I have had like this large fear of mirrors. Like mirrors go in bathrooms nowhere else. If I see it somewhere else, I will do anything I can to take the mirror away. Make it not be there. Okay. Don't like them. Okay. And then this one is like, surprise! <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here watching it. Like, no. No. <laughs> mirrors. Mirrors is like, oh. Oh god, the mirror people have a life. Yes. Oh no, why? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Woohoo! All right. <sighs> Common center. <laughs> In the background with love. Hi, kids! It's Candy Code and Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob, and I already have a fucking twin. And here are my co hosts, Stephanie and RC. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm RC, and I haven't been this scared of a pair of scissors since Stay Alive with Elizabeth Bathory. Ah! That movie's dog shit, but. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, it's still one of my favorite movies of all time, <laughs> but it is not good. <laughs> uh, and I'm Stephanie, and this is the first war movie that has given me nightmares in about 15 years. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. We are talking this week about Jordan Peele's Us, and holy shit. Okay, disclaimer now, before we go 30 minutes in, and I forget to say it. If you have not seen us, stop this podcast right now. Absolutely. Go watch this movie because we are going to be spoiler fucking tastic. You kind of have to be if you actually Seriously. talk about the movie. Yeah. Seriously. We can say it's really good. Yeah. And oh, that's about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dazzling. Uh, I, and and once again, for the audience, Winston Duke can hit it. I think. Oh, fuck. What's her name? Lupita? Yes. Lupita Nyong'o, yeah. Yeah, didn't she just release a children's book? I think she did, yes. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know. Because she's, she's amazing. She's fucking incredible. She and, like, just... She's a great glittering angel that has been bestowed on us. Yes. Really yeah. <laughs> Everyone in this movie. Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Fucking Tim Heidecker. I know, I right? looked, so after, after the scene where he comes out in the bathrobe, which means certain things right uh, i like that's when you really get a good look at his face when he isn't wearing big stupid bullshit ass sunglasses right and i was like 
is that no yeah. and then i like paused the movie went to IMDb and was like are you fucking is this come on man is this real yeah yeah it was yep it was oh my god but no, this this fucking movie <laughs> thank you jordan peele um i'm gonna say off the bat though um before we get too heavy yep. you know headwise into talking about this because this is one of those fa- films you kind of have to. Uh, this is not as racially motivated as us. Uh, as uh, Sorry, as Get Out. Right. Uh, it's not as racially charged as Get Out was. Plenty of racial issues to discuss, but we do not have representation this week. So please, if we say anything that you find to be racist, tell us and we can discuss. Okay? So please, deet the hell out of me. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty. Deets. Deets. Us came out March 8th, 2019, South by Southwest, March 22nd, worldwide. And it is written and directed by Mr. Jordan Peele mm-hmm. of Get Out and Key and Peele. And it stars the talented, the amazing Miss Lupita Nyong'o as Adelaide slash Red you would know her from Star Wars. You would know her from Black Panther. You would know her from her Queen of Katwe. <laughs> you would know her from Jungle Book. Right? Uh, 12 Years a Slave. You know, yeah. <laughs> Oscar winner. Yes. If you don't know who she is, you need to go pull your head out of the sand. Right. And, you know, get smacked in the face because you're an idiot. Right. Um, then we also have Mr. M'Baku himself. Mr. Winston Duke. <laughs> Uh, you would know him from Black Panther and Avengers, mainly. And also yeah. Bob's Wet Dreams. Oh, and God. also Bob's Wet Dreams. <laughs> M'Baku can blow Bob's back out Ooh, anytime. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 um, but he is fantastic and magical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got Shahadi Wright-Joseph, and she is Zora slash Umbre. Oh, Winston is... Um, what is what is his name? His name Gabe. Gabe yes, or Gabe Abraham. slash Abraham. And then we've got Shahadi. She is Zora slash Umbre. You saw her as Little Inez in Hairspray Live, and she's Young Nala in The New Lion King. Oh, um, yes, she's very good. And then we've got Little Evan Alex as Jason slash Pluto. Um, he's done. He's been working his butt off for such a young kid. Yeah. Um. Lots of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Nick Fury in Baby Avengers, which gives me <laughs> a lot of joy. Um, <laughs> I think that's so freaking cute. Um, and then we, outside of the main family, we've got Elizabeth Moss, who everyone will know from Mad Men and from uh, Handmaid's Tale. Okay. And a, yeah, ton of ton of stuff. And then Tim Heidecker, who is known from... You can go ahead and say it. Fucking the Tim and Eric show. <laughs> the Tim and Eric awesome show. And that fucking movie we hate to mention. Um, shit. It's not the contrary. We love Kuso. Oh, oh, yeah. Kuso. Yeah, he's, he's the. Oh, fucking Kuso. The stalker, perverted stalker dude in Kuso. Yeah. Oh, God, that movie's gross. Yeah, it is. You're welcome, Andy. <laughs> but. 
yeah, it's that's a thing. Yeah, millennials will also recognize him as the "It's free real estate" Vine guy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So plot. So we start out in 1986, and young Adelaide goes on a vacation with her parents to Santa Cruz Beach, and she wanders off while her father is playing whack-a-mole and not paying attention. You can tell that there is tension between the mother and the father. And she encounters a doppelganger of herself inside a funhouse with a hall of mirrors. When her parents eventually find her, she is terrified and not speaking. So then we fast forward. And we now have adult Adelaide, which is Lupita. And she has since recovered her speech, heads to her family's lake house in Santa Cruz with her husband, Gabe, and their two children, Zora and Jason. She is apprehensive about the trip, but Gabe brushes off her misgivings while eager to impress their rich friends, Josh and Kitty Tyler. They meet the Tyler family at the Santa Cruz beach. After arriving, Jason wanders off and sees a man standing alone with his arms outstretched, blood dripping from his hands. When she realizes Jason is missing, Adelaide has a full panic attack and the family leaves the beach as soon as he is found. So I think we can stop right there for the moment because that's a lot. It is a lot. Okay, first off, we have to say that... um, Adelaide's mother was played by Anna Diop, mm-hmm. who is the currently Starfire on Teen Titans. Yes. Oh, There's a lot of comic book uh, acting in this one. Um, she's almost unrecognizable because she doesn't yeah. have the red hair. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I love Anna Diop. She's yeah. Um, you don't see her face too much either. Too much. It, there's a lot. The, the shot is, I like the, I love that the shots in the, the carnival are always from Adelaide's perspective, like looking up behind her parents, watching it, you know? Right. Not really seeing her parents' faces. Yeah. Um, You do see her parents' faces a few times, so you know what they look like. Yeah. Um, And even though the parents don't have large roles in the movie as a whole... They're still important. They are still extremely important. Because you're seeing that she doesn't have a great childhood. Yeah. She doesn't have a great model for either parent, either parent, either parent at all. Um, her mother's kind of shrewish. She's, she's very, excuse me. She's very, um, nagging. Yeah. But she has a good reason to. Yeah. Yeah. The father is the opposite. Yeah. You get the feeling that she is this way and she's, She's been with this guy for a while, and it he has worn her down right. to make her so shrewish. Oh, of course. Because yeah. he's kind of just aloof, aloof yeah. clearly wants to just be drinking and playing games and having a good time. Yeah, probably not working. Probably not working. Presumably an actor, since she says, hey, they're filming something down over, down over there, so mm-hmm. if you can get a part. Um, and he's probably drinking because he hasn't been able to get parts. Mm. Um, but she... But... Um, Adelaide does not have a great childhood. And she goes off into this fantasy land. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Alice in Wonderland. It's full Alice in Wonderland. Completely. With with the rabbits and everything. Yeah. It got, you got bunnies popping out of walls. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she goes into this this fun house, basically. A, house, a hall of mirrors. Mm-hmm. And first off, the owl scares the fuck out of her. Because everybody needs a fucking cat scare. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's whistling, itsy bitsy spider. This is important later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
you know, to make herself feel better because you know, whistling in the dark makes you feel better sort of thing. And she comes across this, this space that is, that you assume is a mirror, but is not. Uh, and they kind of cut away from that into a therapy session. Mm-hmm. And all she's doing is making a line. Keep in mind, the first thing you see when this film opens is a commercial for Hands Across America. Yes. Hands Across America, for, for those you, you young people. Hi. Mm. It, was a, it was a charity event wherein the entire country, six million people across the country, got together and held hands. They organized different you know, places across the country, and it was supposed to have met from coast to coast. I don't think it actually... No. I don't think it did. It didn't get there. Um, but they did try. So it was this big fundraising event. And the, thematically, this is important. Because I think what Peel was looking at with that, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, mm-hmm. is kind of this, you know... You know, foo-foo, slacktivism yeah. sort of thing. Um, not really paying attention to people in plight, but giving it lip service. And um, when you listen to what the commercial is saying, I I don't remember. You, know, you, you don't ask me what the Hands Across America commercials were really like. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I'm going to be paraphrasing this right now, but mm-hmm. it, the commercial goes like, what has 8,000 teeth yeah. and this many eyes and da, 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 da. And it m- makes it sound like it is the going to tell horror. you, yes, yeah. that you are going to get some sort of Lovecraftian monster on your screen. <laughs> and to I, an extent you do, you do. Um, and then it's like, it's hands across America and it's so happy. And the teeth are all the big smiles. And I also appreciate that in this shot, you can see VHS tapes, and I know I am certain without a shadow of a doubt that these are like Jordan favorites. Oh yeah, you got Chud, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. You got I think was Sleepaway Camp I believe there, so. um, and you can see Jaws, Jaws mm-hmm. and you can see um, in the reflection of the TV screen, you can see Adelaide sitting there, yeah, watching sitting it, and watching it. Yeah. Okay, that's all I. Have. Well, that, <laughs> this movie was, in a lot of ways, a love letter to to Jordan Peele's uh, adoration of horror, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things in this movie that are direct, um, direct odes to other yeah, mm-hmm. especially eighties horror. Oh yeah, he, he like he he definitely I feel like put his focus on that. I think that's why he wanted to start with with Little Adelaide mm-hmm. and have it be in the eighties, and um, then you know going going when we get deeper into it, you know mm-hmm. there'll be all the other references. But yeah, um, but yeah, where did we stop? We stopped um, right after Jason got lost and okay. Adelaide had a panic attack. Okay, so. So while we're talking about um, homages to other films, the scene where she asks, where's Jason? Mm-hmm. And she gets up and then Wilson sits up. Mm-hmm. Direct homage to Jaws. I mm-hmm. know. Direct. I know. Direct. Oh. Where's, where's Jason? <laughs> ah! yeah, and, and then you've got Wilson, uh, Wilson 
uh, Winston, excuse me, Duke, sitting up exactly like Roy Scheider did in Jaws. You're going to see that Where's little kicker boy spread out all over the deck. <laughs> <laughs> but mm, you've got this feeling, there's, there's all this dread. She's, you know, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, which is a big part of the theme of this movie. Yeah. And also, she doesn't want to be there at all. Oh, God, no. She really doesn't. Nope. 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 Yeah, because she remembers. She remembers that beach. She does not want to be there. She's like, something's going to happen. Yeah. And because she knows. Well, and then and then there's all of the the little things that she's noticing that to anybody else would probably be something a little, um, they probably wouldn't even notice it. Right. But or like, like, oh, that was weird, and then move on. Or that was, yeah, that was weird, move on. Like the the dead homeless guy getting Holy put into the ambulance. Yeah. yeah. And the um, the Frisbee yeah. landing perfectly mm-hmm. in the circle, and it's the exact same size as the circle. Right. You know, the, there's all these coincidences, like she's about to tell, talk to Gabe about. Right. That is freaking her out. Yep. Because she can just feel that something is coming. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but l- let's go ahead and talk about each of the characters individually for a minute. Okay. Adelaide, she seems to have all this confidence. You know, she, she uh, you know, to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got her family. She's raising her kids the best she can. You know, They're well they, off. They are fairly well to do. They've got this nice home. Yeah, he just bought the craw daddy. Oh, yeah, both. that happened. <laughs> that both happened. Uh, and that is that scene where he's just circling around in that boat is just a, a great example of Jordan Peele inserting humor into it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. He, he has this fantastic balance with humor. Um, but Adelaide, up until he mentions the beach, up until Gabe mentions the beach, she's just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, we're here on a vacation with the family. I'm going to spend time with the kids. It'll be amazing. Um, but then he mentions the beach. <laughs> you want to go where now? Yeah. Right. And then she's trigger central mm-hmm. right there. So, and all of this gets explained eventually. But then you've got Gabe. Mm-hmm. Gabe is the most adorable dad on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He, he He is cookie cutter, embarrassing dad. Right. Yeah, in every he, way. He's, yes. he's the best version of Bill Cosby. <laughs> God. Except without, you know, the Bill Cosby. Right. Um, Except without the he's the He's the idea that we had for yes. Bill Cosby. Yes. Exactly. exactly. He, he's what Bill Cosby was in everyone's mind. In the yes. Cosby show. Yeah. And in, in a lot of his stand-up. And yeah, in a, in a lot yeah, of his stand-up. Especially like himself. Yeah. 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 You know, you expect Winston to be making jokes about cake for breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he is adorable with that ass. Oh. oh my. He is dad bod. He is beautiful. Winston Duke, call me. Um, but no, it, he is acting the father in a way that you don't expect. A black man to play a father. It's true. Um, first off, because you are dealing with them with a sense of, of affluence. They they are well off. You know, they have the beautiful home. They have the nice car. They did get the boat, even though it's he, a little crappy. 
he went to what's, what is it dartmouth that has the the sweatshirt when he howard. when he's howard, howard thank you yeah. yeah clearly like they they were ivy league educated yeah yeah and they're they're making serious cash oh yeah totally yeah. totally i mean i guess the house was grandma's house yeah so uh, adelaide's mother's house but still yeah you know it, it's um you know he's he's doing the best he can but he's also jealous he's oh jealous yeah. of the friends Oh, they have the nice boat and the nice house and blah, blah, blah. I knew he was going to say that I forgot this mm-hmm. with the boat. Did you see their car? Mm-hmm. He had to do this. He Dude, had to bring up to that. Just to fuck with me. Just to right. fuck with me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But then he's all lying on the bed, like all seductive like. Oh, that scene. You mean the bed that, that he can't fit on because right? he's so fucking large? Yes. Six foot three. That, his height almost kept Peel from hiring him. He lays on that bed and I look at it. And I go, is that a where twin? do you expect her to go? Well, you know where. <laughs> you know where, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's no room for her there. Right. There's none. There's none. She's a dainty girl, and she ain't going to fit anywhere. <laughs> she's, she's taking about a, as much space on that bed as, like, a cat would. Right. <laughs> <know. laughs> yeah, that scene made me feel things. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. Such tingles. Such tingles. I'm like, you're trying so hard to be seductive, but you're so And adorable. it is working. It is. <laughs> it's uh, not it's not a, uh, the, what does he call it? The magic room? Yeah. yeah. God bless him. <laughs> I'll, then I'll be there in the magic room. <laughs> and I'm like, jeez. <clears throat> you hurt me with your nerd nerddom. Right? Your, your awkwardness. Oh, he is adorably awkward. But let's get off the thirst. And talk about the kids. Yes. The daughter. She's a spitfire, that one. Sure oh, is. I love her. I want to drive. That's that's my goal. Yeah. And they're like, you can dream. <laughs> you can do anything you put your mind to while I put my but mind, mind to driving. driving. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that comes in handy later. Um, she, But I like her. She's your typical teenage girl yeah she's got the phone she's got the headphones in mm-hmm. she's got i don't want to be here on the summer vacation i don't like my little brother right well then she doesn't hate she doesn't hate him brother. but he's just he's so annoying right. oh my god to be fair he is kind of annoying he is he's, he's the little brother he's the little brother and I, I believe he's on the spectrum too which makes him probably even more annoying because she's she's not that much older than him and she doesn't have the adult yeah. capacity to deal with so she's like, ah, oh, what do I do? I can't handle it. So, but he, he plays his part really well, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the and the, the doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Pluto is Pluto, amazing. Oh, yeah. Yep. So good. Um, so when I, when I saw this, when I got this movie, I watched it twice in 24 hours and I watched all of the um, all of the special features mm-hmm. uh, voraciously. And what I loved was that Jordan Peele set up the family mm-hmm. to be the four standards of gameplay: yeah. warrior, wizard, um, fool, and rogue thief. Sort of thing. I th- I'm not sure if it was if it was rogue. It must have been, but like. Yeah. Gabe is the fool. Mm -hmm. Jason is the wizard. 
because yeah. he likes his magic tricks mm-hmm. and he's clever and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zora is the warrior because she's such a spitfire. Right. And when stuff starts to go down, she is in it. She dives in head first, yep. like, let's screw people up. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, Adelaide, who I guess is the rogue. That, shoot. Mm. Now I can't remember what the fourth one was that he shaped her after. Mm. Um, but I loved that. That it, that um, he 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 legit put it into like role playing game stats in his head. Nice when he was creating this story. That's fucking cool. I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, yeah. That because I I did kind of see that kind of Fantastic Four vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You you've got like you you've got you know Earth air, uh, Earth fire air and water. You've mm-hmm. got, you know. The, the four elements of, of character dumb working together. Mm-hmm. Um, while, you know, we're in D&D now, you can have whatever kind of character you want and mix and match those. Excuse me, however you need to. Um, bringing them down to those simplicity, sim- simplistic forms made the movie as deep as all of the other things in it are easier to digest mm-hmm. you know what i mean um yeah it just fantastic work mm-hmm. fantastic work all around so continue okay so hang on real oh, quick sure it's captain captain oh, that makes okay. sense so thank you yeah the yeah. leader that makes sense okay um so let me see there's we went over everything pretty up until... Up until the... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Um, that night, a family of four, dressed in red, appears in the Wilsons' driveway. They break into the Wilsons' home and attack them. The Wilsons quickly realize the four intruders are doppelgangers of themselves, led by Adelaide's double, Red. The only one who speaks, although with a very raspy voice, Red explains that the doppelgangers are called the Tethered, that they share a soul with their counterparts, and that they have come to untether themselves red tells them the story of a girl who was loved and happy while her shadow was in the dark and was suffering i'm getting chills all over That's my fair. body because <laughs> that fucking performance <gasps> okay like that fucking performance and that fucking story right and just all of it going back all of it going back to the special features i i'm a special features maniac mm-hmm. right if it if I love a, a, sh- a movie and the special features are good, the special features on this are so good. There is a special feature of Lupita mm-hmm. as Red in this scene between takes, and it's just the camera was rolling while she was in between takes. Right. When she was Red, she was Red all day. So she talked in that voice all day. That alone is impressive. She responded to people method acting as red yeah. mm-hmm. all day. Oof. And so you see this special feature and you see her batting at shit that isn't there. Mm-hmm. You see her occasionally wipe tear out of her eye because she's somewhere yeah conjuring something and she starts crying and she'll wipe it away like very awkwardly like 
she she can't she doesn't quite have the motor function or whatever. Right, right. Oh God, I could watch it on a loop. It is a masterclass. It's I'm, I'm for the viewer for the listeners at home. I am freaking flailing my arms. <laughs> I've got yeah. goosebumps all over my body. I she I I couldn't breathe. It's like three minutes of just. Uh, 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 it's, it's scary. Awe and terror. Awe and terror. Right. Awe and terror. Yeah. The, the, the way she delivered that character, mm. just the, that sepulchral voice, mm. that voice that has not been used in years. It's broken. It's, right. It's broken because it, it hasn't, she hasn't had a, a, a need mm-hmm. to use it ever. And she is the only one of the tethered to have a voice. Yeah. This will come into play later. Well, yeah, because if by to have a voice you mean actually speak to words, yes. then yes, okay. right, yes, the, the one that actually knows how to speak words. Okay, yeah, because so. the tethered have no use for silly things like speech. <laughs> but uh, now it's this in particular drives home the theme of this movie that really the only thing keeping you from an even worse situation than you're already in, is luck. It's pure luck. But it, it it's also kind of driving home the, the white affluence piece. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because you do have Heidecker and Moss, their characters over here, with the nice house, with the yacht. Prime waspishness. Also very much yes. But where everything is just like a little bit nicer. Yeah. Just a tiny bump up. Very Mm. noticeable. Extremely noticeable. But it's also, they're not happy. Yeah, they're miserable. They're not happy. They're like, you know, we have everything we want. But they don't like each other. Right. (laughs) And and like... Yeah, like visibly. Yeah, like don't, kids they, are dicks. Yeah, mm. they don't even bother to try and put on, put on a face when their friends are around anymore. Right. It's just like gotta give my wife her medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you too, buddy. You know, it's just right. Yeah. Why are you even together? Exactly. Oh, because if you parted, you probably would not have the level of life that you have now. It's so you, st- it's, it's the money. So you stick together. And it's California, 50%. 50%. So, yeah, it's, you know, whereas Adelaide has this wonderful marriage, you know, with a. She's got a perfect little life. She does. She absolutely does. Um, And Red tells her some anxieties. Yeah. Sure. You know, so so things are not perfect. Right. She does have, you know, sassy children. You know, who are doing okay in school, whatever. Blah, they're, blah, blah. Yeah, they're, they're, they learned they're some good of that kids. from her. They did. They're ultimately <laughs> good kids. Yeah, right. You know, like, um, Zora it doesn't want to do cross-country anymore because she's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. I'm not going to be using that in my life. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not because she wants to go party and, you know, be nuts or something. It's right. just like, well, I'm looking at my future and am I really going to need it? Yeah. I don't think I do. Yeah. Right. You know, like, they're smart kids. They, they're a little sassy, but that's fine because they're altogether good kids. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the twins who are sassy and just terrible. Kind of, kind of worthless. They're, yeah. They are worthless. <laughs> they really are. Oh, look, I can do a cartwheel. Oh, they that's do. nice for you. Yeah. Like the only thing that uh, any of them, like either of the, the twins did that was right. useful was just die. 
Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But yeah. And hey, one of them couldn't even do that right. Right. <laughs> Just because we're in our room doesn't mean that we're sleeping. Like, it's like cool oh, fucking story. Awesome, right. buddy. <laughs> Two thumbs up, kids. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't care if you're up there scissoring each other. Just keep the they you might, shut they up. They might care. They, they yeah. might care about. That. Um, maybe I don't maybe know. maybe not those two yeah, exactly I, just, I don't know they're so miserable that they family really is are. so miserable that whole fucking family um but elizabeth moss wonderful actress that she is plays this off really fucking well she's just like oh i just had a little work done you can't even notice just like you had last year yeah it's, that's the only way you're supposed to do it you just have a little bit done she's like, Only oh, you, you don't, don't need, need it anything, you, bitch. you dumb whore right. you, <laughs> you know which she doesn't but right <laughs> she doesn't not that Elizabeth oh Moss we went we we glossed no, over that too that she that um uh adelaide was a dancer Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. in the therapy, her parents went when she when she was a kid and wasn't talking. Um, the therapist was like, "Get her into the arts. Mm-hmm. Have her dance, write, act, paint, yeah. whatever to help get her story out." Right. So when she becomes an adult, we find out that she was a dancer and she was extremely good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she's past it now. Yeah. She gave it up. She peaked at fourteen. Yeah, peaked at fourteen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I doubt. She's like, look at these thighs, peaked at 14. Um, which is what actually happens to a lot of dancers, particularly ballet dancers. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have a certain body type, yeah. ballet is going to be even worse for your body than it is for the stick thin person who believes a slice of M&M is a good dessert. And you, and me coming from a dance background and being told this specifically, because mm-hmm. I've always been plus size, even when I was hardcore dancing, like eight hours a day. Yeah. I couldn't do lifts. Yeah. Because nobody could lift me. Right. And if you can't do a lift, then that severely cuts your chances of being cast in, in something. A, in a ballet. in a lead. Yeah. yeah. Especially in a ballet. In a ballet. So. You know, I, I would do partner stuff. But I'd be the guy. Yeah. You know, I'd be the one lifting. Yeah. Which was fine. But, you know, like, they couldn't find anybody and it would it was so embarrassing when someone would try mm-hmm. you know it, so it 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 being a dancer sucks in your head guys being a ballerina is even worse yeah plus, so god bless you adelaide for getting out of it right <laughs> plus the shit it does to your feet we're gonna watch, we're gonna do black swan at some point those and feet we'll talk about them feet damn <sighs> those poor feet oh my god dancers I God bless you all. Everything that you do, fuck being on point. Yeah, fuck all of that shit. Ugh. but yeah, and, and again, like like I was saying before, all of this—the the speech from Red to the family, um, the, the conversations with um, the friends about mm-hmm. what they want—all of this just points at first off white affluence yes. and the fact that a black family to get the same things a white person has has to work harder way harder yeah oh yeah because yeah. elizabeth moss and tim heidecker were i think that's the last name right heidecker yeah, yeah. okay um i like, forget their name in the movie yeah um they like you didn't see sure they weren't the main characters so you right. just innately seen us less of them but they didn't have any of the like they didn't have the howard 
sweatshirt. They didn't right. have mm-hmm. the the professional dance background, even right. though it was the, a long time ago. The dad clearly is a bit tacky. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it seems like they were kind of just handed things, which means, again, the only thing keeping you from either a really good or a really bad life or, you know, just having different circumstances than you have now is luck. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, you know, we're also dealing with, you know, the, the Ivy League educated right. black family having to work harder to get almost the same things as the white family that appears to have just been handed them. Right. So there's a lot to unpack in this movie in, in regards to that. Um, anyway. Surprise. It's a Jordan Peele. Movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, incredibly you, well done. Have you watched any and... <laughs> of the Twilight Zone yet? Jesus. Oh, God, so good. I haven't finished the season. Yet, but. Um, but yeah, uh, as soon as the movie quote unquote kicks into gear, um, you just have this dread oh, God, yeah. and it begins with Adelaide Lupita staring out windows, mm-hmm. just sensing that she's coming, sensing that something's going to happen, yeah. doesn't know what, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, then we have the peak the, the for me anyway, mm-hmm. this, uh, this section is the peak of Gabe playing the fool. Yeah character in this oh, yeah, role-playing like, game you want to get crazy and you know he's not gonna do anything he's a well, big dork well i it is once again the humor gets me with freaking winston because yeah. at first he well he's like well whatever you know it's fine oh you called the cops why did you call the cops right. oh my gosh and then he goes out there and they don't talk to him and all of a sudden he's like oh I, I think I might actually have to do some. Um, okay. 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 Um, uh, Jason, get me the bat. What bat? Then, do the bat, the bat, the bat. And then he's, he's saying there's like, okay, okay. 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 All right. And he goes out there and he's so tough, you know, and it's like, you are not this tough and you know it. He's a big old marshmallow. He's a gigantic marshmallow. And then you hear, the click click and everybody disappears. Uh-huh. Big Red makes walking right yep. down. All the others scatter. Oh, and he's like, yep. And I'm out. Um, call, and, and, and then he, <laughs> gets, he goes back in and says, call the cops. And she's like, I did. They're 15, 14, <laughs> 14 minutes away. It's like, you, huh. you have forgotten that you yelled at you. You know, rolled your eyes yeah. at me about five While minutes ago. On the call. Yes. And by the way, I didn't hang up. Because fuck you. <laughs> you don't call the shots then, anymore. And then the whole, um, oh, the Heide key. What? The Heide key. What, what kind of white, white shit? shit? <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one got me. Oh. Oh, that was so good. I died. I died. It's such a beautiful blend of the terror and the comedy because you have right. the, you have the people actively breaking into their house with the key yeah and then <laughs> what kind of white what shit, kind of white shit? <laughs> Oof. and we get we get the first attack which is abraham clocking uh gabe in the knee yep with the bat with the bat, with the bat. yep took the bat from him <laughs> in the knee with it 
like a dumbass. You got Umbre climbing trees and shit. Mm-hmm. And then you got Pluto, who knows where, and then all of a sudden, oh, he's at the glass went- glass doors. Right. Surprise. Surprises. Yeah. Hello. Uh, and the way that Red walks. Yep. Freaks my life out. <laughs> like a robot. So, like a Red- goddamn robot and she's just clutching those scissors to her chest and she Mm -hmm. she communicates by moving the scissors like oh so (laughs) you know that feeling when you're walking by a group of people and you're suddenly very aware of how you're walking and you forget entirely how to walk yeah that is how Red walks. Yeah. All the oh, time. yeah. Like how it feels like you're walking, even though you're probably walking fine because you've been doing it for how many goddamn years. Right. But how it feels like you're walking, that's how she's actually walking. I mean, she is literally heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. Oh, yeah. And this is also like now that she's told the tale and we know that they're the tethered and that they share a soul and that they there there's one controls the other more or less. Yeah. That's when my brain just starts, like, going. I'm like, does she walk like that? Because she's focusing so hard to be autonomous. Possibly. Possibly. Like, she she has worked so hard to move with such purpose on her own, and that's why she walks like that? Potentially. I accept that headcanon. I don't know. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know anything. There's a lot. (laughs) There is a lot in this movie that is not explained, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because it, it because Jordan Peele has given us a means of discussion. He's given us things to talk about. Mm-hmm. He's given us things to create headcanon with, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Love every frame of it. Uh, anyway, move forward. Uh, yes, okay, so... The family is then separated by the doppelgangers. So Red makes Adelaide handcuff herself to the coffee table. Mm-hmm. And then Zora is chased off by Umbre because Umbre is terrifying. She was born oh laughing, as Red tells us. She gave, uh, oh God, she, I, gave she, she gave birth to a monster. Umbre was born laughing. That is a horrifying sentence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrifying. <sighs> okay, Gabe is pursued by Abraham, and remember he has that bum knee right now. And Jason is sent to play, quote unquote, with Pluto in the closet. Zora evades Umbre, and Gabe manages to kill Abraham, while Jason discovers that Pluto mirrors his actions and manages to lock him in the closet. Red is drawn away by Pluto's cries, allowing Adelaide to break free. The family regroups and escapes on their boat. So this is a lot of action here, people. Yes. Um, we have the pursuit of Zora and Umbre. Um, I'd say the biggest action, though, is probably Gabe and Abraham on the boat. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, because Abraham knocks him out, mm-hmm. right, and puts him in a bag, yep. in, a, in a trash bag. Where he got a trash bag that big? I don't know. I think he used a couple. Yeah, he must have used he a couple. Um, and... Thank God the motor doesn't work right on that boat or Gabe would be dead. Right. <laughs> so it leans to the left. It leans to the left. 
Um, once again, he he took that comedy scene, but he made it useful. Yes. You see Gabe, you know, struggle with the boat. Oh, no, it's okay, guys. It just goes to the left. Oh, wait, the motor stopped working. He, the guy showed me how to do this. Bang, bang, bam, just, bam. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. You know, like, I got to hit it like this and smack it like this, and it'll restart, you know? Um, isn't, isn't my purchase wonderful? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd say that's where the the brunt of the action is. And then we go further into with Jason and Pluto, we go further into the sharing of, I guess the sharing of the soul sharing of movement. Yeah. And you know, Jason's had this lighter that won't light his magic trick. Yeah. Um, so if they've been copying each other, that means that Pluto is a little pyro. Right. And um, he shows Jason his face, mm-hmm. which has, has up to this point been covered with a white mask. And it is melted plastic of yeah. a face. Yeah. He has burned himself so much that he barely even has a mouth anymore. Yeah. Which is. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's intense. It's it really intense. is intense. Um, the interaction between those two is probably the most intense out of all of them. Mm-hmm. That, because it's not action oriented. For me, it wasn't them. Really? keep going because you haven't mentioned the one that is it me. is it the cracking of the coffee table uh-huh. with her skull yes it is yeah. okay so adelaide and red are having their moment in the living room ladies and gents and those in between and uh red pushes on adelaide's head so hard and so slowly that she cracks the glass coffee table with adelaide's head yeah yep. because she's so excited to untether from adelaide that's the one that got me but then she hears pluto freak out and she runs right um because i feel like she doesn't care about umbre she cares about pluto yeah yeah she she's she thinks umbre is a monster but pluto is her baby she thinks that she thinks that much like adelaide feels about zora and jason uh, by the way, umbra, uh, umbra means the dark central part of a shadow mm-hmm. or the inner region of a shadow cast by an opaque object, uh, just darkness in general. Pluto, obviously, Lord of Hades. Um, Abraham is the person who is ready to kill his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all these names are relatively meaningful. Um, when When we're talking about the interaction between, say... Uh, you know, Adelaide and her her sons and daughter, her son and daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Zora and Jason, as opposed to Red with Umbra and Pluto. Um, it does mirror that relationship, where where Adelaide knows that Zora is relatively self sufficient, mm-hmm. and Jason is not, and it's the same here, except. She thinks that Umbre is this monster. She's a horrible thing that is just ready to kill. And we, we know she is. Uh, and But Pluto is her baby. Pluto is the one she's going to take care of and make sure um, is close to mommy at all times. He's also so. the one that she had <sighs> to carve out of her own belly. Yeah. Just putting that out there. She endured pain for him. 
and she and she had to inflict pain on herself yeah. for him. So necessary. Yeah, that that's her baby right there. So it it it's oh, that whole story. Oh she God! Tells. We didn't go into the story that she tells, but if you're listening to this right now, you better by God have watched it. Oh, please. So you know exactly what we're talking about. Seriously. Um. Yeah, that voice. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's. We are Americans. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and that right there, shit. That's also very much like, okay, black people are Americans too. We are just like you. Yep. We want the same things you want. We want equality. We want to. Um, not have to give ourselves self-cesareans in the bowels of the earth mm-hmm. and eat raw rabbit. Right? <laughs> By the way, the rabbits. Yes, the mm. rabbits. There are literally two reasons uh, why rabbits are in this movie. One, <coughs> to give us that Alice in Wonderland feel. And two, because Jordan Peele thinks they're scary. Really? That's it. Yeah, he's like, they're fucking creepy. I'll put them in the They movie. are kind of creepy. Because they the, uh, you do s- only find the ones with the red eyes, and those ones are always creepy. Oh, yeah. The, the, the liner rabbits are always creepy. The wall of rabbits, like, if you haven't watched the movie and you're listening to this, you're a dumbass, but just listen to me for yeah. a second. At the very, 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 very beginning of this movie, before Hands Across America, you see a bunny, and then for what feels like an eternity, it's a slow pan out to reveal what looks like a classroom with like a 10, 15 foot wall of rabbits in cages. While you're listening to, to like creepy Whoville Creepy yeah. chanting. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, what the fuck am I in for? Right. I, I <laughs> whenever I hear that music though, I can't help but thinking about Whoville at Christmas time. It was all, it's like Dahu Dore Fahu Fore. Please stop, man. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, th- there's also there's a little bit uh, more symbolism in, than that. There's the fact that they breathe quickly, yeah, and therefore could feed millions of shadow people in the tunnels under the United States. So um, while the experiment or why the tunnel people exist, why the tethered exist in the first place, is never explained. This, the movie itself does begin by saying there are literally thousands <sighs> of tunnels under the, under the United States. And most of them, we don't know why they're there. They ju- they're just there. They're just there. Okay. Plus, you've got Zora, who's also kind of into conspiracy theory. She's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Control our brains. So, yeah. As she, oh, yeah. she said I'm that, the... I was like, that's like 30% true. Oh, I right. forgot. I'm the only one who cares about the cares about the world the in this the, car or something like that yeah the end of the world right so dramatic thanks for predicting shit teenager yeah so so 15 year old i know everything about everything and you right. should listen to me right. <laughs> which is why she's obsessed with but it calcifies the pineal gland <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the conspiracy theory yeah in case you're curious <laughs> that is such a lie yeah calcifying would require Calcium. Anyway. Um, but yeah, fuck me. 
this fucking movie. Uh, um, the scenes in the boat are fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Savage. We, we go full horror movie in the boat. We do. Oh, yeah. We do. It's, it's very Jason. In the boat. It's very Jason in the boat. Um, particularly when the boat comes back. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also <laughs> love... Fucking to the left. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I also love when Abraham... Gabe, Gabe's still in the boat, uh, still in the bag. He's got his little eye, mm-hmm. eye hole, and he's watching Abraham. And Abraham is communicating or attempting to communicate yeah. by screaming across the lake because he hears right grunting, grunting. And, so he grunts back. Yeah, there's screeching coming from across the lake. He grunts back. So that's apparently how the tethered communicate, except for red. Mm-hmm. So. It's not explained at this point, obviously, how Red got the power to speak. So it, that does become important later. Yeah. It, it clearly sets it up that Red is a kind of savior. Yeah. You know, like the, you could see that, that the tethered look to her as a, yeah, a cho- she, like she said, she was being tested by God and then her eyes unfocus and she mm-hmm. goes somewhere that yeah. I don't want to go. That single yeah. get out here. <laughs> yeah. The closest, the closest that she comes to explaining speech before the end of the movie, mm-hmm. um, was that they recognized that her tether, they being the tethered yeah recognized that her tether was special mm-hmm. and that's all she says about it yeah yeah that's it um they just they she was also the only one to just kind of break out of the mold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anyway um, um fuck that poor abraham <laughs> poor abraham but um Getting sucked into that freaking boat engine um but uh meanwhile the tyler family so kitty and whatever her husband's name is they're done getting murdered josh brad chad who knows Mm -hmm. um it don't matter uh they're getting killed across the lake right by their doppelgangers elizabeth moss (sighs) oh my god in both of those roles holy shit the crazy on her face. Fuck me. There's like a there's like a beatific like peacefulness on her face. Oh yeah. yeah. That just I, the I, makeup scene. So, oh, yeah, the makeup scene. Yeah. The, the, <sighs> what she's putting on lip gloss. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Jesus fuck. Oh. Um but yeah, the 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 friends get killed, so now we are aware that this is not a just that. Just yeah, it's not just the Wilsons. It right. is everybody mm-hmm. that is getting killed. Yeah. So it, this is where we we determine that okay, this is a well, not necessarily global, but at least nationwide mm-hmm. phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got the symbols of white affluence. In the gorgeous home saying, okay, something happened. Go check the generator. I don't want to do it. You do it. I don't want to do it. You do it. I'm busy. Right. He says, sitting in a chair <laughs> in his underwear. But I'm in my comfortable spot. Just go do it. Dark. Um, th- those two obviously hate each other. And it's glorious watching them get killed. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Elizabeth Moss, it is glorious. Mm-hmm. Because her character deserves it. 
And then we get and bizarro cra- Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Way more interesting. Oh, seriously. <laughs> um, you know, she gets stabbed and she's like, please don't. And, you know, the, 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 the uh, tethered husband reaches down like he's going to help her up. And then he does that, you know, slick back his hair move. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you bastard. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> I don't like. <coughs> Excuse me. Stop dying. I'm trying not to. Um, not to stop dying? I'm trying not to die. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily care for Tim and Eric. That, that show bothers I me. I don't like it. it I don't get it. It's very odd. I, I get it. I like. I understand that it's just an, a form of absurdist humor. Right. But it's the yeah. kind of absurdist humor that doesn't do anything for yeah. me. Yeah. Right. It, it just doesn't work for me. But in this role, he did really well. It was amazing. Oh and yeah. Frankly. He did like you know hipster dad with the arm t- with the tattoos and the whole bit and you know the the never wine grew mommy, up. Never grew up. Right. Wine mummy with Elizabeth Moss and the spoiled kids and teenagers there. Um, the the picture of millennials. Right. Okay. And I'm sorry, kids, but millennials are in their forties now. And thirties. Thirties and forties. I'm a millennial. Right. I am Gen X. I am not a millennial. So, meh. But um, people, you know, people keep using millennials like kids these days. I'm like, no, 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 no. They are not kids. These people are fully functional grown-ups. I don't, I don't know about fully functional. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not get ahead of ourselves right. here. Like, we're trying, but <laughs> right. But watching them get murdered is kind of amazing it's so satisfying right because they've the got twin... the whole alexa thing and the kid the Twitter. oh yeah the ophelia play ophelia. the beach boys right. like first of all you know what i'm not gonna call an assistant ever ophelia uh... because i have read books yes y'all y'all i have read books and, and and even in all of this carnage, there's still a little bit of a joke with Ophelia call the police. Yeah, and, and it plays playing like, the, fuck police. the police. Fuck the police. Oh, oh so good. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. But also, you know, then you've got Adelaide and the family showing up to seek help. And, you know, they're all dead at this point, and you've just got the tethered. Yeah. There. And tethered husband answers the door and she's already like, changed into in. the robe get a in. Get a and he's wearing the robe she's like, oh oh wait lands a fucking fireplace poker in his skull does not kill him yeah so he's walking around like with the fireplace poker in his skull for a little while you know after they drag adelaide into the house yeah and the family's like whoa what do we do um father ends up chasing Gabe. Yeah. Kids end up going in the house and having to deal with um the twins. Twins and um little Kitty. Kitty. And I want to call her Karen. <laughs> um her character is very much a Karen. Very much a Karen. Yes. She's very much a call the manager type. Yeah. Um whereas by now Kitty now has Adelaide chained to the bed. Mm-hmm. So she, while, where she had one arm free with the shackles, now she's back to shackled both arms mm-hmm. against the bed. Um, the twins, uh, 
are doing cartwheels are, because they know they how to do cartwheels do. too. They That's do. it. That's it. That's, That's all they're character. doing. Um, and then we get this interesting moment um, after Kitty does, or uh, Bizarro Kitty does uh, her makeup mm-hmm. and is laughing and smiling in the mirror, enjoying right. you know her her newfound freedom. Let's just say yeah. you know, um, she goes over to Adelaide with the scissors because by the everybody has scissors. Yes, mm-hmm. everybody has scissors with buddies carved into them. Yeah, everybody has the red jumpsuit. Everybody has the scissors and everybody has the glove on the right hand. Yep. That co- That is a, a thing we'll discuss in a minute. Mm-hmm. But Kitty goes over with the scissors and she looks ready to carve Adelaide into ribbons. Mm-hmm. Probably out of jealousy because, you know, Kitty was jealous of Adelaide's beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that Bizarro Kitty would be jealous too. Yep. Um, but then she doesn't do it nope. and she goes back to the mirror and starts to do a little work on her face. Oh yeah. Quote unquote, plastic surgery style, mm-hmm. ripping her skin open with the scissors, right. which makes you go, why is she not killing Adelaide? Oh, I know because she knows that red wants to do the job herself. Yep. That, she doesn't want to take that from her savior. That and they are also kind of still living the lives of their duplicates. You know, Kitty had looked at Adelaide and said, you don't need work done. Mm-hmm. So she looked at Adelaide and said, you don't need work done. I do. Mm-hmm. So she went and gave herself some work. Mm-hmm. And then she heard the commotion with the husband outside um, where he ends up, uh, where Winston ends up killing him. And you see her at the and window fire. crying. See her in the window crying, and then it kind just of. turns into laughing yeah. silently. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's pure silence because we're watching from the outside of the house through the window at her. Right. And she's sobbing, crying for about five seconds, and then it, dis- it dissolves into laughing. Right. Because the people, the, the people who have had children in the tethered have no emotions towards their partner. Right. They didn't choose these partners. Right, right. They, like, they, they basically, it, it's, it's an entire, uh, it's an entire um, group of people who are raping each other. Yep. Because they have to, because their other half has found their prince yep. and their princess mm-hmm. up top. Yep. So they have to have sex. Mm-hmm. So she don't give a shit about that dude. Nope. So she's just having the time of her life. I'm putting on lip gloss. I'm giving myself a little work. Oh, now not only am I free of being underground, I'm free of that guy that I hated. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you've got the kids dealing with the twins. The daughter thinks she's gotten them both. Mm. But by the time they get into the car... One has disappeared from her spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, they also saw, they also finally get to check the news. Yes, they do. This is when they watch TV and find <laughs> out. So this is something that I wanted to talk about because this is, this was me being dumb mm-hmm. and expecting that I knew what was happening. So because everyone had the red jumpsuit, because everyone had the glove on the right hand, 
I was like, oh, these are some kind of like mirror people at this point, because that's where um, Adelaide encountered the first one was in the Hall of Mirrors. Which, uh, when later in the movie, you see the Hall of Mirrors again, and it says, find yourself on it, and, and fuck you yeah. for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in, in <clears throat> the scene in the house, when you're uh, with Kitty and Josh, I thought that it was the same for Tethered. I was like, oh, these are mirror people. They are now mirroring these other people and so they're going to like keep going and adelaide is still the target and these are still the people targeting adelaide right and then they turn on the news and i went oh i was very wrong (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so much worse Uh, yeah yeah Yeah. oh because yeah the news is just like there's people in red with scissors and we don't know what they're doing and then they show this clip of them doing you know, they're just holding hands, mm-hmm. standing there stock still, holding hands. Um. So, what, Kitty? I wasn't looking for you. <laughs> yeah, but your hand was out. It was. <laughs> it was. Um, but that again goes. That is that is what goes back to hands across America. Yep. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw that, I went. That's why. Mm-hmm. I was and. The the red jumpsuits, the glove, and the scissors are all very um, stylized by Peel, of course. The jumpsuit and the glove, well, and the scissors, I guess, all are supposed to hearken to Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And Thriller. And, and Thriller. thriller. Mm-hmm. Because, because Adelaide, um, Adelaide at the... Young Adelaide. Young Adelaide. She gets a Thriller t-shirt mm-hmm. at the at the pier. Um, so that comes into play. The Hands Across America is now coming into play. Mm-hmm. Night in the on Elm Street was on the on the shelf next yeah. to the TV. That's coming into play. Mm-hmm. And also the duality. <laughs> and also Chud. And Chud. And Chud. Yeah. And, and um, the humanoid underground dweller. Uh, the scissors as well, because it's two pieces, two mm-hmm. identical pieces making a whole. Yep. And that's exactly what he was going for with the scissors. Mm-hmm. And the... the the handles of the scissors look like the profile of a person. I'm just saying. And and bunny ears. Yes. And bunny ears. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the jumpsuits were specifically styled to look like Michael Jackson's jacket from Thriller. Yeah. So that is very much all of the referencing that he was putting in there. And it's because he this person, Red, was so influenced by these things when she created her movement. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where everything is starting to come to a head. Oh shit. The entire country slash world is being affected here. Okay. And why? Yeah. You know, we, I don't think we ever find out why. Not other really. Than, other than the they, fact that, that they want to be on. Out. Red wanted out and they, they wanted a better existence. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm tired of being. Than eating raw rabbit yeah. in the dark. I'm tired of eating raw rabbit in the dark. You're right. I'm. Uh, they're revolting. Yeah. They're they're staging a revolution, which frankly we should be doing too. Um, but not with hands across America. No. Uh, no. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. Okay. So um, the Wilsons decide to take the car that Gabe has been coveting. Mm-hmm. Because why not? And they are attacked by Umbre. 
Um, this is when Zora gets her moment in the sun getting to drive the car. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fighting back and forth. I'm like, just let the girl drive the fucking car and right. get out of there. Right. Um, you were wasting time. And uh, there's also the, the Zora says she sh- should drive because she has the highest kill count. And they fight over the kill Dad count. Like it's screwed up. You're in shackles. I have the highest kill count. Kill count. And then Allie's like, you don't have the highest kill count because I just killed one of the sisters. Um, so, uh, they head back to the Santa Cruz boardwalk where they find the road blocked by their own car, which has been set on fire. Mm-hmm. And so this must be Pluto's doing. He's set a trap for the Wilsons standing over a gasoline trail leading to their car with a match. Mm-hmm. Jason, remembering that Pluto imitates his actions, makes Pluto walk backward into the fire. Red appears and abducts Jason, making Adelaide run after them. While Zora and Gabe recuperate in an abandoned ambulance, Adelaide returns to the funhouse and finds a secret tunnel in the Hall of Mirrors. It leads... Well, sh- wait. Shall we stop before we go underground here? And let's talk... Yeah, let's talk a, lot, a little bit about what happened okay. between the house and the underground. Yeah. Because it was most definitely a trap. And, and Jason says it. Mm-hmm. You know, when mom goes out there and, you know, he... Sh- Pluto lifts up the mask to show Adelaide his face and it's all burned up. And she's like, uh, she feels for him. Well, she's looking at her son's face. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's like, what, but burned. what happened? Yeah. You know, and she's trying to get him to, to, you know, give me the match sort of thing. You know, and, and Jason's like, no, it's a trap. It's a trap. And get out of the car, which, yeah, you want to, but was also a stupid fucking, because, yes, he he does get Pluto to imitate him and walk backwards into the fire like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Um, so self-sacrifice on that part. But he's also sacrificing himself because then Red, who has blended in with the paint job of a Subaru. Which is terrifying. Oh, my God. How the hell, when did she walk around that Subaru? It's full daylight. How did they I don't know. So how did, she how did get I not there? see her? Right? I like <laughs> all the things, man. Right. All the things. It's just suddenly a person. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, she she came in, she snatched him, and then shit went shit went crazy. Okay, so they're like, where's Jason? Where's the kid? You don't see what Gabe and Zora are doing while they're looking, but you do follow Adelaide into that cellar and she beats the fuck out of that owl. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That's, that scene <laughs> well, was amazing. Gabe and, Gabe and Zora go. That's when they like, go they, to the ambulance, right? Yeah. Well, because Adelaide takes off and they can't chase her. Right. Um. So they Gabe and them find the ambulance and they're sitting waiting because Gabe's like, your mom knows what to do. She knows what to do. Which I have no <laughs> idea why he thinks that or if he's just like, must calm child. Must calm child. <laughs> There's there's nothing I can really do right now, and busted ass knee. Yeah, and clearly, um, clearly Adelaide has got some something. something going. She's got something. You're trying to get something under control. Exactly, exactly. Sorry, I needed to get another soda. Are you fine? All right, um, all right. So let's go down into the underworld. All right. So Adelaide returns to the funhouse and finds a secret tunnel in the Hall of Mirrors. 
it leads to an underground facility overrun by rabbits. Where Adelaide finds Red. Red explains her belief that the tethered were created by humans to control their counterparts on the surface. However, the effort failed and the tethered were abandoned underground for generations, mindlessly copying the actions of their surface counterparts until Red organized them to escape and take revenge. The two fight with Red anticipating encountering all of Adelaide's attacks. Adelaide finally manages to overpower her and impales her, then breaks Red's neck with her handcuffs. Yep. She finds Jason hidden in a locker. Mm-hmm. The fight scene. Jesus Christ, oh, the choreography. Well, okay. Right. Like, like Jackie Chan, eat your heart out. Let's just, and she had to learn both sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's just take a moment here to first discuss her going down, Alice going down this yeah. fucking nightmare rabbit hole. Yep. It a literal rabbit hole. goes <laughs> from the Hall of Mirrors... It goes several floors down the stairs. All of a sudden, there's an escalator. And you're like, where? How deep in the ground are we right now? Yep. Why is there an escalator this deep down? Right. What? what, what Why what, is there anything this far down this? in California? Yeah. Like, also, where, yes. all of this, you know. And then she comes to find Red in that room with the bunny wall. But all the bunnies are released. Mm-hmm. A classroom. A classroom. Where Red has drawn the hands across America, mm-hmm. and she's also cutting little people hands across America style out of paper, uh, uh, paper dolls, yeah, paper yeah. dolls, while she tells the tale of the tethered, and it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And then. This is why Lupita Nyong'o needs another Oscar. Seriously. Because she says a Goonies line. And I didn't notice until like the fifth or sixth time I watched this movie. Oh, God. What mm-hmm. was the line? It's our time down here. God damn it. Yep. It's our, well, our time up here. Up there. Yeah. Yep. Because that, that was another. I, ooh, I hit I hit the. Um, that was another Jordan Peele thing. Because mm-hmm. he, it was like all these movies from his childhood yeah. that he and he created this story. Oh yeah. So Red is also influenced by the fucking Goonies. Yeah. And when that that gave me a whole next level of chill, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, it is it's Nightmare Goonies. Mm-hmm. They're all down in the in the catacombs yeah. of God knows where. Yeah. Like holy shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I I need you. To actually finish the movie now. Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> okay. Because there's things I need to talk about. Okay. So Adelaide drives the family away in the ambulance after she gets Jason back up to the surface. <sighs> and recalls the night she met Red in the Hall of Mirrors. Mm-hmm. It is revealed that Red is the real Adelaide and the surviving Adelaide is the doppelganger. That night in 1986, the doppelganger choked the real Adelaide unconscious, damaging her vocal cords, dragged her underground, handcuffed her to a bed, and took her place in the surface world, revealing why she couldn't speak after being found and why Red is the only doppelganger that can. Mm -hmm. Jason looks at his mother because he is a smart little boy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And you know he knows. Oh, yeah? Yep. And she just smiles and continues driving. While they drive off, the tethered have joined hands across the country, and you see fires and news helicopters hovering over the hills. Yeah. Yeah. So, the reason that I needed you to finish (laughs) is because of that fucking Goonies line. Because that was what tipped me off that Adelaide was the tethered because red was building this plan. What it looked like the props used in it, the, the, her dialogue Mm -hmm. around all of these things that she watched in her childhood before she was trapped in the underground. Yes. So it took me, it, it, it took me until that point figured out, mm-hmm. but I figured it out. You know, it, it, it didn't telegraph itself, but there were plenty of clues. Yeah. Like the way in the beginning, she lined up all of the toys in the sandbox at the, at the psychiatrist's office. Like um, the fact that, again, the jumpsuit looked like Michael Jackson's thriller, which, which is, is the, the t-shirt shirt she, she won got. at the fair on her birthday. Uh, the Freddy Krueger thing from the videotape on, on the, uh, uh, on the mantle. Um, just all of this together. I, I, Every single thing. Yeah. The amount of thought that Peel puts into his films is just insane. Insane. And I realize this is his second big film. Okay. Um, so sophomore effort, not as good as Get Out, but still pretty fucking good. Okay. This movie fucked me up more than Get Out. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely Get, Out was, Get Out was fuck nutty, but this one was, whew, it was out there. It was almost Twin Peaks-ish mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In, in its level of conspiracy. Yeah, the owls are not what they seem, and that's why you need to hit them with a baseball bat right. when you see them. Exactly. So now this this movie just thematically, it's a little all over the place. You can pick out the themes, and we've talked about some of them. Uh, they're not as deep as Get Out because Get Out really had one theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was going beyond cultural appropriation into cultural theft. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we've discussed that on the. Um, in this one, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of themes that he's exploring, uh, most mostly to do with the white affluence and trying to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with the white people having to work twice as hard because you're black, that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> but you've also got, again, the you know the only thing separating you from you know wealth and poverty is luck. Sort of thing. So there's a lot of different things to look at here. Um, so in that sense, I'll say that it didn't work as well as Get Out. But fuck me. Let's get into this fight. Yeah. Because we, this is the moment where we find out the moment that the Tethered realized that Red was not like them. Because while Adelaide was doing this 
amazing pas de deux as a solo Mm -hmm. ballet piece. Red was underground doing a, a a parroted version of it and everyone's watching her. Mm -hmm. And, um, the 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 dancer i can't remember the the girl that they hired to be adelaide dancing but she was highly trained in ballet and in modern mm-hmm. and um it it's brilliant because coming from a dancer background ballet is all about being light as air and then when you take a modern class it is so difficult because they literally want you to think about all your weight sinking into the ground Mm-hmm. You are you are tethered to the floor yeah. in modern, whereas in ballet, they you want to be floating and you know light, untethered, s- untethered. So it's amazing, and then the fight begins. So both of these women are counter attacking and counter attacking each other. In a dance. Mm-hmm. The score, because I, I have the score on Amazon Music, it's called the pas de deux. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is this macabre dance that they have been dancing their whole lives, finally coming to a point. Mm-hmm. And you see Adelaide losing control. Right. And Red being the one in control of the situation for the first time since she got her vocal cords broken. Right. Back in 86. Mm-hmm. And then when she finally gets the best of Red, <laughs> Red looks at her. She's dying and bleeding out and tries to whistle Itsy Bitsy Spider again. Mm-hmm. And Adelaide goes full savage. Something changes in her eyes. And she breaks her neck with the sheer force of her handcuffs around her throat. Mm -hmm. And she's screaming. And she looks like a savage beast. Yep. It is visceral. It absolutely is. She has gone full mama bear. Yep. But it's not full mama bear. (laughs) It's not just that. She doesn't just want to find Jason. No. No. She's fighting for her Her existence. Life, her existence. That she stole from this person. Right. Because deep down, no matter how much ballet she takes, no matter how much money is in her bank account, she began her life visceral. Yep. And she... It is still inside her. You can take the country out of the or you can take the girl out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the girl right. situation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it's just uh, it's rough to talk about because there are so many themes going on in, in the fact that um yeah, now you've now you know that she stole this life. And she fought to keep it. Does she still deserve it? You know, there's still a lot of questions when you're done. What makes her better than Red? Right. Exactly. 
And what makes, what makes Red better than her? Nothing. 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 We're all Luck. people. That's exactly, that's exactly it. Like Adelaide, when she, but before everything starts to go down, she's talking about all the coincidences and how it's just like the stars aligned one night. Luck. And she feels like those stars are realigning. Mm-hmm. And you're just. Something's going to happen. We shouldn't be here. We should not be here anymore. Yep. She tried to get them to go and they couldn't go. So, yeah, luck. Blind fucking luck. And this was just put together so well. Mm. The color scheme of this movie mm. is delightfully So muted. rich. Oh, it's like. It's like. The majority of the color that I that I can tell you is is reds and creams. So it's almost like you're walking into a red velvet cake. It's like like you said, Steph, it's rich. Mm-hmm. It's visceral. It's not afraid to deal not feel not afraid to work with shadows. Not at all. Especially in that fight. Yeah. Because God. the the classroom is is dark. Yeah. But as the fight progresses, you're in the hallway and the hallway is bathed in red light. Yep. And then you're in the bunks mm-hmm. and it's dark and red once again comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Because she was in a shadow. Yep. She knows how to hide in the shadow because that's where she lived her entire life. You know, she named her child Shadow. And we also kind of glossed over the, when she's telling the tale, or, or not when she's telling the tale. Um, well, I, I guess we haven't gotten there yet. When we find out that Adelaide is red. Yeah. Um, and we see her journey from the underground up mm-hmm. to seeing red up yep. in the mirrors. And you see the doppelgangers of the parents. Mm -hmm. You see the doppelgangers of the homeless guy, the people playing rock, paper, scissors, Mm -hmm. the people feeding each other fries at the pier because it's so cute. And they are fighting over... Yeah. The freaking people clawing at raw rabbit meat Mm -hmm. and and shaking and hating it. Right. And choking on it. It, it, It's so terrible yeah yeah it's just these clones almost yeah the these robotic beings that just exist to exist like no mind just operating operating on pure like marionette work right but bringing to mind those beginning scenes of like little shop of horrors where we're talking about Skid Row. Yeah. You know, you, these people are just dealing uh, dealing with the hand they're dealt. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, we have to eat raw rabbit. Yes, we have to copy whatever the people above are doing. We don't have any say in what we're doing. But I don't... It, but, like, I think at that point, too, they didn't know any better. They didn't, they didn't know any different. Not until Adelaide not until, and Red switched. Not until they switched. And then they, f- they realized there's a better life. Mm-hmm. And that's why her tether was special. Yeah. Because they were able to switch. They were able to meet and switch. 
So, and, and now that they've got Adelaide, who understands what the up, uh, what the upstairs world is like, she can make that plan to get over the mm-hmm. upstairs. She's scared in the meantime. She doesn't know how, if, when any of them are going to get her out of those handcuffs. She doesn't know what's going to happen when she gets out of them. And it's never discovered. And it's her mother and father's face that they're supposed to be her comfort, Mm -hmm. her home. And they are strangers and they are animals, basically. Mm -hmm. They are. But also in the upper world, there's still animals to her. Yeah. There's still strangers and animals to her. These aren't the people that raised me, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. So it's it's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Every goddamn frame of this movie is fucking brilliant. Yes. I can't say anything else about it. Are, are, uh, do you have anything to say before we go into ratings, RC? Not that I can think of. Okay. Because there's... This movie is kind of weird because there it feels like there's a lot to say about it, but it's also hard to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to put it into words. Yeah. It is. So are we ready for ratings at this point? Sure. Yeah. All right. So cool. Um, Jordan Peele has done it again. Um, this is not as good on a technical level and even on a storytelling level as Get Out. But it is still eminently enjoyable. It still brings together a wonderful cast of actors that work well together. Um, He's brought out performances that I would not have expected from people. I don't expect Tim Heidecker to ever be a good actor. (laughs) Um, Mostly because, again, I hate his fucking show. Um, He's given us food for thought he's given us a feast for thought which is something that a lot of directors don't bother doing i know that spike lee tried um but a lot of directors especially when they're making these horror films like this they're not trying to make us think they're trying to make us be scared whereas he is trying to do uh, he's trying to do both plus he's going to give us something to laugh at Jordan Peele is an ultimate entertainer and it comes through in his direction. I am waiting for him to bring me Lovecraft Country because that's yeah. going to be delicious. Um, I'm waiting for his next movies. I'm waiting for everything he wants to bring me because I will gladly eat it up. As soon as I see his name on something, I'm like, okay, I got to go see that. I'm there. <laughs> I, I still have like, I think I have one more episode in Twilight. Black Klansman is amazing. Oh, I have to see that. Oh, it's genius. Is that Jordan Peele? I thought that was... He, um, I know he produced it. Uh, Spike I don't... Lee's the director. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah Spike okay. Lee directed it. Okay, so if Jordan Peele was the producer, yeah. He still brought oh, it God, to us. Oh, God, those but... two? God. Yeah. Damn, Black yeah. Lines when I hear it. Yeah, I, need, I do need to see it. It just, if I see he's involved in something, yeah. I don't care what it is. Right. I'm like, I don't care what capacity. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. And, and, and frankly, again, we are all white so if we have said something that, that may be perceived as racially insensitive that we did not catch, please let us know. Yes, please. Um, Absolutely. But I am 100% down with anything Jordan Peele wants to serve me. Period. This movie uh, is, even though it is not 
on the same level as Get Out is still eminently enjoyable. It's still getting five out of five beat up fucking circus owls. That's what it's getting. <laughs> because it is still that good. So who's next? Yeah. yeah go okay. Um, yeah, this, this fucking movie. This movie is one of a kind of rare breed that makes me almost sad that I don't go to the movie theaters yeah. because I can only imagine how it would have been to experience it that way. Oh, God. Um, Just that smile on that little girl's face in the mirror. Mm-hmm. The, the last shots. Yep. Like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, the storytelling. Like, can you imagine that in a movie theater oh, sound system? I, I might have just died. Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, this whole movie is incredible. I... I think I liked it more than Get Out. Um, but, like, it's... It's so neck and neck with those two movies. Um, like... I know Jordan Peele got a lot of shit from angry white people. Because yeah. he he won't cast a white lead. And, frankly... Why should he have to? Yeah. They're yeah, on what, you. Yeah. Um, I mean, frankly, if I was making movies, I wouldn't cast a straight lead. The his his response, I think, is so perfect, and I feel like his response is embedded in the bedrock of this movie mm-hmm. um, because that statement came out between um, Get Out and Us. Yeah, and it was just I've seen that story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We've all seen that story. Yeah, we live that story sure you know it, we we have all already seen the white protagonist be the white and or black villain yeah you know and now he wants to see the black protagonist and that is 100 percent his prerogative and 100 percent okay i could not see this movie done without without lupita no no well, I mean, without any of them, but especially without Lupita. Right. I, I, you got to be out of your mind. Uh-uh. No, no. Not, now that I've seen it, uh-uh, I can't imagine it no. any, any other way. Especially seeing what I saw on the in the special features. Just... <laughs> Jesus. This movie is absolutely incredible. If you haven't seen it, which I hope if you made it to this point in the podcast, you fucking have. Um. Because otherwise we just gave it all away and I feel like it will lose its impact and you are doing yourself and us and the movie and Jordan Peele a disservice. Oh, yeah. Um, now, if you if you didn't watch the movie before listening to this, I will find you yeah. and I will slap you. Don't ever let me know that you listened to it before yeah, you watched it. Right. Lie to because me. I, I don't know what I would do if I met you in person. Yeah. You, you have... Basically, just informed yourself that you are only worthy of disappointment. <laughs> so, I really hope you got to watch the movie before yes. listening to this. Um, but anyway, go ahead. That said, I, I will give it uh, five out of five bunny-eared scissors. <laughs> I want a pair of those scissors, actually. Oh, she's oh, standing. standing. <laughs> I don't know why I feel the need to stand when I get real serious, but I do. Um, I did this last week for Monkey Shines because I love Monkey Shines so much. And it's one of my favorite movies in the world. Us is also in that category. Us 
us has altered me as a person. Like I, like I said, I have not had a nightmare over um, a movie in at least 15 years, I would say. And there have been movies that have terrified me in that 15 years. I have had nightmares about armies coming to get me. I've had nightmares about doppelgangers coming to get me. Mm. Um, to the point where there was like two weeks there where I just, I was not sleeping well at all. <laughs> um, I love Get Out so much. And it still, it still sends my blood pressure up to think that it got nominated for a comedy in the Golden Globes and got overlooked at the Academy Awards. Mm. Um, and uh, same for Hereditary. Um, I got very upset that Hereditary got missed, uh, at least uh, Tony Collette's performance. Yeah. That being said, if um, Lupita and Jordan do not get awards for this... I'm going to get real, real angry. <laughs> I'm going to get really upset, and I'm probably going to have to go on blood pressure medication. Um, I love Get Out. I love Us more. I would say that Get Out has a um, – is uh, more structured. Yeah. Um, because, like like Bob said, there there's only one theme, whereas there's a lot of themes to follow. This is a ride. This is a ride. And um, I implore you, this is definitely one of those movies that you should buy a hard copy of for the special features. Um, if you buy it digitally, you do not get the special features. And you need to watch them all, especially the one that I keep talking about. <laughs> um, but, you know, like the deleted scenes, everything. The one, my one sadness is that there is not a commentary. Um, but as far as this movie is concerned, I give it five out of five lethal pot of does. <laughs> the deadly dance. And now I am sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for fucking real, man, this movie's shit. Just damn. It changed me. I, I can't stop thinking about this movie. I bought it the day it came out because I didn't get to see it in theaters. Yeah. And um, I, wa like I said, I watched it the t two times in one day. And then I had to watch it again, like a, a couple days later. I, I have watched this movie probably like eight times at this point. Damn. Because every time I see something else, I, I go deeper in my head with my own head cannons mm -hmm. and I'm just thoroughly entertained and terrified. Wow. It just keeps me thinking and keeps, keeps, it's always there in the back of my head. Huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it has that effect. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're now that you've seen it and you've seen these ideas that have been brought forth, it's there improbable but not implausible i mean besides you know the fact that where are we legitimately gonna hide you know doppelgangers of everyone in the country that sort of thing you know it's it's terrifying it really is the the entire concept of this movie is terrifying and i never had a, 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 like 
this all sprung from the fact that Jordan Peele has a deathly fear of doppelgangers. Yeah. He's always had it. Yeah. And I heard that and I went, huh, I've never heard of anyone who's scared of doppelgangers. That's weird. You know, hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. And now I get it and I have it. Yeah. Because of <laughs> and now, and now the one the one thing that we did not mention at all up until this point uh, is going to be um, our own dark side. Yeah, the 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 evil that we as people are are capable of, you know, and those things that we're afraid that we might do. The selfishness, yeah, of the human condition. Oh, absolutely, you know, be, because there's a lot of times when we'll be, oh, I'll kill it. You know, or but I what if you did? Him. Right, but what if you did? Exactly. You know, we all have those things, those dark sides to ourselves that we just don't want to admit to anyone. We all do. So, um, but yeah, he brought that out so beautifully, so beautifully. Um, but in any case, um, if you need to get a hold of us, lay eggs in our brain. Remind us that we have a doppelganger. Email us at bob at You can hit us up on Facebook at candycodedrazor.com. Find the websuit. <laughs> websuit. You're not Spider-Man. No. Hit us up on the website at candycodedrazor.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash candycodedrazor. Find our Patreon at patreon.com slash candycodedrazor. Hit us up on Instagram at ccrb underscore podcast. And don't go to the goddamn Twitter. I'm RC. You can come find me in our Discord. Talk to me about other weird, random fears that we keep bringing up on this fucking podcast somehow. <laughs> um, and talk to me about other amazing, you know, non-Caucasian movies. That's cool. <laughs> also, I know who my doppelganger is. I'm working on a picture. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm Stephanie. You can find me pretty much anywhere with the name Stephanie Hayslip uh, or Night Pet with a Y instead of an I. And please check out my writing on fangirlnation.com. Oh, wait. No, he's still trying to pull up the top of the I thought oh. you already had that one dude that was working at the, the Jimmy Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I have. Apparently, he has more than one. I do. <laughs> when I find the picture of the guy, I'll, I'll send it to you because it's, it's, it's amazing. And I'll, I'll post it in the, the Discord. So come see my doppelganger because there are times when I see the picture and don't believe that it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Bye.